Fly Boss Walk. Ten Fly Boss Walk, Jam Nitty Gritty. Listen to the boy from the big bad city. city. This is Jam Hot. Jam Hot. I have had it suggested to me in the past that I just don't understand what that's about, bro. It's really rude. I thought you were going to do it standing up for a minute. Maybe I will. How's that? Manly, isn't it? It's a lot more manly like this. Do you feel? I feel like I'm enunciating better. Yeah, you do. Well, they say, don't you, if you've got a difficult, difficult telephone call, yeah, always stand up. Generally, I only ever do telephone calls when I'm standing up, okay. in the hope that I'll, uh, I'll, I'll not stay on the phone for a really long time. So, how are you? Are you good? I'm tired, man. I'm tired. Yeah. It's the, uh, it's the start. It's the start of the biggest week of the, of the year for us. You and Nicola. It's, uh, it's Scarlett's birthday on Saturday, so... Tell her about it, homebro. Oh, yeah, well, she's aware uh, that her birthday's coming up. She's, well, she's had a few now, hasn't she? She so, Yeah, so this one, there's expectations uh, as far as she's concerned for this one. There's uh, desires. Uh, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of stuff going on. It's, uh, it's hard work. Do you want to sit down? Yeah, I need to. I'm knackered. Let's sit down. Take a weight off. That's nice. I'm trying to think of, of basically any anything uh, anything I can to to make us uh, better because it's come to my um, attention that there are lots of uh, it's actually quite a crowded market for men men based podcasts. I'm just looking on Stitcher. I did a search mm. for two grown men. Now we're at the top when you search specifically for two grown men. We're number one. Yeah. If you'd specifically search for the name of our podcast. But immediately after us, there's Two Men and the Mouse, which is a Walt Disney World podcast. Really? Yeah. There's a About Men Radio. So far, this is the one that seems to be um, the, the About Men Radio. They've got five episodes down. And, uh, and basically, they're the most like us, I think. Uh, the crew of About Men Radio wrestle with the concept of what it means to be a man in this day and age of changing gender roles. Uh, they tackle this issue the only way they know how, by holding themselves up in a mountain man cave with microphones, recording equipment and beer. Uh, up to a point, that does sound quite a lot like us. Very little beer in our relationship. Yeah, well, we had to stop, didn't we? <clears throat> we did. The first uh, six months of podcasting we did were probably quite uh, drug substance fueled. And uh, we don't feel we did our best work. Not for me, actually. I was always relatively straight edge. Were you? With our other podcast. I, generally, I wasn't drinking. I don't really care for beer. But didn't you, hadn't you normally had a... a jazz cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> no, rarely. Oh, okay. I thought you had for some it's, reason. It's, it has happened. I don't perform at my best after one of those, so it tends to be a, a, a an activity that I'm not like Kevin Smith. No. It's not a performance enhancer for me. It's something that, you know, you really need to be doing that when you've got nothing else left to do in the day. Yeah, I, I can see. That explains a lot. That explains why I was always more disoriented than you were. Um, the About Men radio tagline is, uh, not all men, just us men, which I think oh. is quite cool. They're kind of owning it. I'm being very careful because I don't want to end up criticising. I'm just trying to check out their competition, if is, that's what is they there are. A, is there a men's... Um, 
podcast called I Am Really Enjoying uh, This Amount of uh, Privilege. Uh, yay, patriarchy. Uh, no, there is at least one um, where the the uh, the subject line could almost be I'm really super conscious of this amount of privilege and yeah. uh, struggle not to um, under undermine every other thing I say by going on about it. But wasn't that the first name for two grown men that you came Yeah, up yeah, that was yeah. pretty – it's just a bit long. Yeah. There's another one, The Mighty Men of Mouse. I don't know what the men and mice – Oh, of Mice and Men. Uh, That's also about Disney. There's not a man-mouse kink thing that you've stumbled across here. No, that'd be weird. It is. Well, wasn't it um, de rigueur for people to put hamsters in their anuses at one time? De rigueur. I'm not sure that's what what derogate means, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. So I've been doing that, and I uh, I I discovered that there's a we've uh, just by dint of having a podcast mm. or or more than one podcast, we have ended up on a whole bunch of watch lists, not watch lists, CIA sort of watch directory lists. sites. Yeah. Um, some some poor CIA operative has been assigned to listen to just our output. The poor bastard. Yeah. What do you suppose they've made of it so far? I think they probably killed themselves after Momcast 78. Oh, what happened in Momcast 78? I don't know. I just I reckon that's the amount you can handle before shooting yourself. Um. So, uh, have, have you been doing lots of uh, birthday preparation already? It's almost like this weekend was uh, almost like pre-birthday uh, before, you know, it was like the pre-birthday, the, the preamble, the... Uh, Foreplay. If you like, yeah, the prologue to the epilogue, the prologue, the the, the prologue. prequel, the prequel to next weekend because we went we went to um, where my mum lives, and there was uh, a fate there. Actually, at your mum's house? No, at the um, playing grounds near where she lives. Was it a fate or was it a hipster fair? No, it was definitely a, a fate okay. with lots of um, quite cross-looking uh, semi-country type folk. No dungarees or beards. There were. But I didn't see any hipsters at all. Actually, it was quite distressing. Um, I'd have probably felt more comfortable. Um, I kept making lots of puns about the word fate. Said, Is it a fate worse than death? <laughs> Scarlet, you're going to come with us and accept your fate. I think these must all be. I, I suspect these must all be names of uh, episodes of. Um, of Miss Marple or almost certainly or Inspector Wexford investigates but or whatever. It, it was um, we got there and Scarlett had a pony ride, which was lovely. She enjoys a pony ride. That was very nice. That was uh, I believe two pounds fifty. That scares for, me on a proper pony. On a proper pony, they're um, gigantic. Well, no. Um, oh, it was a small pony. It was a stumpy pony. So a donkey, and it had a no, um, but it had a uh, like a, a trained human uh, looking after it. And then uh, there was a there was a stage where uh, various acts were playing. There was a a, a swing band, a very small swing band, and some Lindy Hoppers. When we first got sounds, there, sounds sounds quite hip. Um, n- no, it was the okay. Bournemouth Lindy Hoppers, I believe. Then there was were a, they old? Um, they were neither young nor old. Actually, there were a couple of sort of burlesque type sort of. Um, Retro-y hipsters, but they were a very small minority. Then there was a demonstration by the uh, Bournemouth Sea Cadets. What were they demonstrating against? They were um, demonstrating dancing a sea shanty. Oh. And playing with some clubs. So they think we shouldn't be doing those things? 
No, they would do. Well, no, they don't think we should be doing them. That's why they would. They were sea shantying, so we don't have to. They were taking it on the chin for us, which is, I think, if you're a sailor, all you can expect is for them to take it on the chin, isn't it? I think the last few years yeah. of demonstrations might have got me confused as to what that word actually means. Also, wasn't it riot? I just totally allowed a joke about uh, someone in the Navy having semen on their chin yeah. completely passed me yeah. by. That's good. Um, and then there was a, uh, a rock act. Oh. Uh, it was a, a young man on guitar and uh, a slightly older gentleman playing guitar, and they played a, a variety of uh, ZZ Top uh, and uh, other other rock hits. Queen? Me- meatloaf, meatloaf, yeah, Queen and Meatloaf hits. Elton um, John? Along with, along with slightly jaunty comedy songs about the Titanic. Oh. Um, he, um, the, the, the pianist, um, was a bit of a weird Rick Wakeman type and, and did the Titanic in two and a half minutes, which was a bit weird. That is weird. It, yeah, it was a very strange experience. It was a bit incongruous as well because it was a family event and there's these two slightly um, odd-looking chaps singing, she's got legs, she knows how to use them. And mm. I, turned, I turned to Scarlett and went, presumably she's able to walk then. <laughs> Scarlett didn't really get it. No, she doesn't really understand the patriarchy yet. So does she? That was all. But the, the bit that really did it, and there was a bouncy castle there, and there was um, some. Um, they were displaying hawks. Took a picture of Scarlett in front of a, a replica of the A Team van, giving me a little thumbs up, which was very nice. And she got a face painted, which was exciting. But the bit that really made it feel like um, the Craggy Island Fair, um, and it really did remind me of that particular episode of Father Ted, was the land train they had giving kids. A ride, which was a shop mobility scooter. Oh my goodness! With carriages behind. <laughs> oh, that's it was, it was weird. It, it was oh, that was a moment. It was a moment. Um, all the time listening to uh, my mum and her partner, specifically her partner, chuntering on about the undesirable types that were attending the uh, the fate. Polish? No, 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 no. There's no, there's no foreign people in this particular part of the. You. Uh, you? Um, but I'm probably the most foreign because I come. No, from I mean Southampton. the undesirableness. No, there were uh, there were there were you know people who, who leave their houses in a, a state of disrepair nearby that were undesirable. You know, sort of ne'er do wells and the type. My mum and her partner, frankly, never happy, never happy uh, unless they're moaning. They love a moan. They love a moan. They love a moan and they love a criticise. They love a criticise. We also got a, a really weird slightly um, dispiriting insight into the very patriarchal family that we find ourselves attached to. It's a little bit weird because we'd been invited down for this family fun day and it was my mum's birthday a week or so ago. Scarlet's obviously next week, so we're going to celebrate both. Um, My mum's partner's sons were both there. He has two sons. Um, and uh, the eldest son is uh, married with two children, uh, a boy and a girl. And they were a bit weird. We didn't really see the, the sons for most of the day. They were they were uh, fixing something. They were welding something to something else, I think. So they turned up for a sausage when the barbecue was done. But uh, yeah, but uh, we all, it, it just it was all very it was all very odd. Like the sort of the women socialised the men. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of I. <laughs> I don't come from a very big family, and what family I have got is Nicholas, mm-hmm. and Nicholas' family's inclusive. Um, Nicholas' dad, Terry, my stepfather, 
is is a wonderful man, I, and and to me, he's kind of an example of the sort of family man I want to be. He's so involved; nothing's too important for his family. He wants to be involved. He wants to get his hands dirty, as it were. Whereas it was weird on Saturday. Sort of, I'm not very used to that side of the family, mm. as it were. We don't really mix, other than when we arrive at. Uh, uh, mum and her other halves. Your side of the family. Yeah, mum and her other halves. And they're not married and it's, uh, you know, I, I, I get on with, with his sons but we've not bonded in so much as we see each other socially and and so forth, you know. But um, I found it really weird being into that at- in that atmosphere where the men do one thing and the family's ignored mm-hmm. and and the women are expected to go off and do things with the... Other women with the children, I, oh. and also there's there's some other stuff that goes on that makes me worry about the the eldest son, the attitude towards the eldest son's daughter, who is foreign, mm-hmm. interesting enough, uh, and and seems never able to do anything quite right. His daughter, my my mother's partner's son's wife. So not not his did I daughter. say his daughter? Yeah, you also said you really like Nicholas uh, Terry. Yeah. Your stepdad. Did I say that as well? Yeah, you did. Did I mention earlier I'm very, very tired? <laughs> That's really just, complicated. Just, to, just to, to, to clarify for the listener, James's wife's dad is yeah. not James's stepdad. No, no, he's not. I really am. I can't begin to tell you how dreadfully tired I am today. That's okay. I'm so sorry. We'll smooth it over for the listener. It's fine. Good. I could just, I could give you, um, I could just say different words that you can... Oh, it together. Yeah, that's right. We could get you uh, on a keyboard, <laughs> Far- like just different words on a keyboard. Terry's my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Uh, where was I? Yeah, so it's very strange. They were a bit funny towards the foreign And girl. sometimes we feel ever so slightly weird about, they have a son and a daughter, and... and um, like the the father, the 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 son's the youngest of the two. Mm-hmm. The father is doing up a car for his son. Yeah, and I said to Nikki, Nikki told me this, and I'm like, okay, so what's he doing for his his daughter? And she's shrugged, nothing, I think. Well, this is your side of the family. What it, it is? So Nikki's telling you about your side of the family yeah, because she's better at talking to them than you are. Well, no, because she's a woman and she gets told things. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I'm only allowed to talk about sports they don't like the sports i like to be fair that's kind of a so but but as i say there's this this whiff of the patriarchy it's the boy is more important than the girl and the men don't interact and it's it's really but it it was really sort of hammered home to me this saturday about what this side of the family as it were is kind of really about and it made me feel a bit uncomfortable it was very strange i find that oddly reassuring though when i see it don't see it very often, uh-huh. but growing up in a big Greek family mm. and being not – and I hated it when I was a kid Sure, um, that I didn't really fit in with the boys. But I used to spend – at big parties, at big family parties, I used to spend all my time either with the female cousins mm. or with or with the women. Yeah. Because they, they'd split off into these groups. Um or, or my cousin George and I mm-hmm. would kind of um, go off and make a podcast, hang, hang out. Yeah, apparently make podcasts um, in advance of we were pioneers. At least twenty years before anyone had listened to a podcast, you made one with your cousin George. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, we we should be in the Wikipedia entry for podcasts, possibly. Although I think people had made like um, 
radio shows. Radio broadcasts at that point. So, um, but and I, it's still not uh, for, for me because the conversation among the women was much more vibrant, and I could just go and read a book and be left alone and and hear them chatting and stuff like that. Um, I always tended to think, well, it's in the back of my head. I think part of me feels like, well, it's good that the men go off and the women go off because the men that means the women get left alone for the duration of that time all of these the men are having stupid loud conversations and making stupid jokes and teasing each other and stuff like that and um and the alpha there's an alpha male in that group and or or they vie for alpha male positions and the women kind of don't have to deal with any of that nonsense because the men are outside i can see problems with it it's not how we're going to bring up no, our children I, I, or, or I think, run our side of the family. And I, think, I think what really worries me, though, is, is uh, obviously Scarlett's very fond of the five-year-old mm-hmm. um, daughter. And, and it's the expectations I can already see her having as she starts to make her way through school. I already start to see the expectations she has because of the atmosphere she's being brought up in. See, that's – all right. Okay, so carry on. We, we, and I find that very troubling. She's already – you know, she's already found herself um, struggling apparently at Sports Day this year because she's expected not to, you know, they have very strict rules about what she is and isn't allowed to do in terms of activity, whereas um, I noticed that the son seems to have more um, agency in terms of being able to whip his shoes and socks off and run along in the, yeah. in the grass where I've been there before he was old enough to do that and the daughter's told to keep her shoes and socks on at all times and it's sort of she 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 feels to me as though she's been kept in a very strict mm. gender based box which especially given that Scarlett seems so fond of her and interacts, and she's part of my family now, I I find genuinely distressing to be part of. Yeah, it's great that the guys get to go off and go and have their chats about, you know, grease and engines. When I say grease, I mean the sort of grease that you find on an engine, not the country that your island is allied to. Yeah. yeah. I'm um, not sure and, what the Greeks and, ever did for us, though. And motorbikes, um, anal sex, apparently. Mm. Um, I just, I, it's all a bit weird and a bit. In, I don't know if insidious is the right word. Oh, it's but awful. It, but it, it just to be so up close to it, and for it to be part of a world that I inhabit, I just it makes me feel so uncomfortable because it's so unnatural to not expect Scarlet to tune into everything mm. we're doing. So, you know, daddy does something, mummy does something. You can join in with whoever you feel like joining in with any given time, not go away, daddy's busy. I find that weird. Yeah, I mean, I'm not up for and that. So, so dispiriting. Were you talking about, uh, for a minute there, I thought you were talking about Scarlett at school. Who just had a sports day? Um, this is the the... the the, the daughter of the sorry i'm i'm avoiding uh, names and um, no it's fine no for obvious reasons but also but she's not my niece strictly speaking mm-hmm. there's no mum and her partner aren't married there isn't a, a formal family tie in that way and there isn't a, a a familial closeness necessarily that would i'm very fond of her but you know yeah. in the same way that i'm fond of friends kids you know some of what you're talking about was to do with school though and some of what you were talking about was to do with and I mean, arguably, mm. the patriarchy is the whole thing. Of course, but they're kind of. I mean, 
when I say that I find it reassuring, what I mean is a very specific sort of, and maybe because I'm quite headstrong and was always quite headstrong mm. and was always, was always quite, not rebellious, but seen as an outsider. So I, I, I never really felt awful about that stuff going on in my family. Um, so when I see the older people splitting off into the boys and girls, into the men and women, mm. sorry, I find it reassuring in that way that, well, it doesn't apply to any of my generation, well, I say my generation, and I mean Amy's generation, don't I, of, uh, <laughs> of, of kids and parents, all of my cousins who are there with their kids. Uh, to be honest, as we're mainly talking about parties at my sister's house, the ones who turn up there are the ones who have had kids in the last five, ten years, and all of the dads are quite involved and mm -hmm. in both sides. So it's just the older people that you see splitting off, and I kind of find it, I find it kind of reassuring to see them doing that, knowing that I've got complete control over how seriously I take it at that yeah. point do you know what I mean it's yeah, like well it's nice it's, it's good for them and, and you know they leave their wives alone for the duration of the time they're out there and it's okay um, and when I'm at a barbecue or something in London um, I quite I quite like the fact that I can go out and see these men behaving in this very old fashioned way because I think it's silly but it's quite it feels to me like an old-fashioned thing. I'm I'm um, protected from it to a certain extent because I was never part of it and I can look at it as, well, that's a silly thing. Nobody really thinks like that anymore except the old guys. And then not to say that dying out is crawling probably a bit too close to the bone. But, you know, I'm happy for, I'm happy for them to still exist as that's not what the rest of us mm. are like. It's nice to have them there to go and visit and, and to sort of maybe get back a little bit at my childhood, like to go and have them still try and take the piss out of me and me to just say, <laughs> yeah, you're a bit silly really, aren't you? Mm. I, it's good. I find it quite good. What I'm not dealing with though is what you're talking about dealing with, which is I, I get to operate with the luxury of feeling like, well, you know, the, the generation above me still thinks that way. Doesn't hurt though, because that's not what the rest that's not what mm. we think now. Whereas what you're talking about sounds like a thing that's being propagated through the next generation as well. Mm. And also to be fair, that's probably that's probably indicative of, of everywhere. It's to a lesser extent. Yeah. But um I think what I probably find a little bit distressing is a sort of very strong patriarch whose prejudices mm. seem to sort of colour family interactions to a sort of great deal. I, I think probably more distressing than the way sort of female members are, are treated is, is more the treatment of the, the the wife who happens to be... Foreign? Fr yeah. Where's she from? Uh, Czech Republic. Okay. Uh, but I, I, find, I find the attitude towards her really troubling. Is that from the men or the women? Uh, it's led by the men. Yeah, you see, that's not... Fair, but that's what I mean. I mean, I'm I'm aware that my position on this is protected. Mm. It's it's privilege, but I don't mm. think it's white male privilege. I, in my case, I think it's um, I'm my family for the most part. Those attitudes mm. aren't as strong. There's still a bit of blokey behaviour mm. in the younger people, but like 
a lot of my female cousins have married English guys mm. and, and everyone's just a, a bit more tolerant than the previous generation were. Um, I think from from my point of view as well, the, the, the lines here are very blurred. It, mm. It's not... It's not a family I've known that long, mm-hmm. and when I talk about the strong patriarch who is my mum's partner, I have to be very careful and and kind of find myself second-guessing my attitude that I'm not working out some daddy issues here as well. I see. You know, so there's... He's there's, not an organised criminal, though. You're not worried lo- about him no. putting a hit out on you. No, definitely not. There's lots of levels. But he, um, you can you can tell he spent um, a, a fair amount of his working life um, working in Africa, and he definitely displays the attitude towards... Uh, non-British individuals, um, he definitely displays uh, sort of a bit of an ex-colonial attitude, um, which I find upsetting as well. And and really, really weird as well in terms of um, he doesn't take up a, a father role in my, my life. If um, my Freudian slip probably made it clear earlier, if anyone's taken up a father role in my life since my dad passed away, it's very much my my father-in-law Terry, who's become my sort of male role model in my life. And as I say, he's a wonderful man. I look up to him um, a, a, a great deal. But I, I I I also do worry a little bit with with this guy in terms of his attitudes. Also, I find it so odd that my mum's so attracted to him when actually my dad, for all his faults, was quite a liberal guy. So it's really weird that she sort of ended up with this chap who's got sort of, he has views that I know my dad would find distasteful. And it, and it's kind of, um, there's some weird shit going on trying to reconcile some of that stuff as well. Uh, but people aren't their, I mean, people aren't their ideologies, are they? So it's possible. No, they're that, not, no. And then uh, I don't, I think. And there's a very tending, love, tending, tender, tender, loving relationship there that I'm I'm very happy with. They give each other a lot of comfort. You know, do you look, give me a really weird look. They give each other a lot of comfort. That's I'm not. I'm not. Do you want? I mean, do you want? Not to talking un- about sexy stuff necessarily. Do you want to unpick how how you feel about the two different aspects of this at all? I mean, no, is this not, the, not really. It's probably not appropriate. Should we, should we have a whole episode on that later on? Maybe, maybe, or either that, or I should actually go and see a counsellor. Maybe would be good. I assumed that's what this was. Maybe some talking therapy. <laughs> that's very, what I've been using. Very this for. very cheap talking therapy. Talking of which. How are you feeling? I, I'm not done talking about the other thing. Are you not? Oh, I'm very about? sorry. Sorry. Um, the well, that was clumsy. I can't remember what I can't remember what it was you said that I still had. So I got immensely uncomfortable and then tried to bail. I, yes, I I don't think it's I don't think it's unfair to say that on balance, especially in the previous generation, um, the previous generations, men tended to go on about their politics and ideology an awful lot and only very specific women did mm. so um and you see a, i see a little bit of this with 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 both actually mine and amy's parents it's not that um it's not that our mums are unengaged but they don't show any interest in politics or i i they've got they show an interest in ideology both of them are probably more right-wing than their husbands although they're not right wing i don't want to say i just they're more right wing than their husbands both dads uh, dads on both sides are probably a little bit more liberal my dad was a bit of a hippie he's i mean he's probably quite right wing by today's standards 
but still very left-wing by the standards of the time that he grew up. It's that sort of situation. Um, And Amy's uh, dad is very tolerant. And so whenever there are awkward conversations at the table about ideals, about what about people's lifestyles, what people should be allowed to get away with in our society and stuff, it's normally the mums in either couple that I end up having difficult conversations with because I, I I find it too much fun to explore mm. how, how people feel about that stuff. Um, but so in terms of the relationship between... Well, not just not just your mum and this man, mm. but like lots of women and the men that they're with, is that that side of ideology probably doesn't come up. You work out things that you have in common, but they're probably more to do with how you feel about um, relationships, how you feel about bringing up kids, or 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 just how you feel about each other. But they're maybe not even interested in how. Which is I, I, feels I, about politics I, or anything. I, I, I like don't that. know about you, and it, maybe it's because of the length of our relationship. But Nick, Nicky and I, or, you know, all right. I will usually instigate conversation about stuff like this. But our, our view on on the world and everything in it is is kind of, you know, we have we have divergent paths, but for the most part, you know, we we kind of have very similar, you know, ideologies. Political ideologies, as well as, as you know, the sort of the the important stuff like you know looking after your family and so forth. So I just find it strange that you don't that people don't have this sort of, you know, three hundred and sixty degree relationship, if you like, where, where it's just sort of you, you try and agree on the the really big things. It's not. Yeah. Well, I. That that is, people. A lot of people we know, and certainly a lot of people who listen to the podcast, probably have ended up with people. You know, people who are more politically minded or who talk about politics a lot more about their ideals a lot more are more likely to end up gravitating because that's a bigger part of their personality, mm-hmm. I think. And in um, your case, you have been with each other since you probably grew a lot of your social drivers and a lot of the experiences you both had mm. growing up were the same because you were with each other. Very similar, yeah. So, and, you know, your first working experiences would have dovetailed with her first working experiences. And so you've encountered employers and stuff like that Mm -hmm. roughly through each other. So it kind of makes sense that you'd grow together. And then other people who Of course, it also helps that, you know, her her dad was a a trade unionist as well. So obviously, you know, politics, I think whether she appreciated it or not, politics loomed really large in... um, in her, you know, in her family, she met um, Arthur Scargill mm-hmm. as a youngster. She used to go on marches occasionally. He as was a youngster. youngster. No, right? Okay. You are such a big silly because that would make like Nicola in her seventies. <laughs> yeah, and Man. she's not. No, she's um, fifth. Uh, not yet in her forties. Amy, Amy, and I. Um, Amy and I probably don't have. We've got approximately the same leanings. Mm. She's less cynical than me, but I'm more tolerant. I don't know how that works out, really. But um, she's less cynical about people in general than I am, whereas she is less tolerant of of weirdness. Mm. If by weirdness I mean anything uh, like that that goes too far off what she can imagine. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, well, I don't understand what's going on in anyone's head, yeah. so nothing really bothers me that much. Um, but 
then I guess the way we interact with the world is very similar and the way we engage socially sure. with people is very similar. We've come to it through very different means, but I guess that's because um, we met we met each other and bonded over a dirty joke. Politics was quite a way down the line mm. and ideology about stuff like that was quite a way down the line beyond what we were comfortable joking about with people and, and, and how we were comfortable talking to our friends and stuff like that. That was all. And I haven't met many people like that and that's quite a huge part of what See, drives me. And, so, and, and for me, you know, I was 15 when I met Nicky. It was 1990. And we had to pretend to be new men then. So I had to yeah. pretend I was connected with my feelings, all that sort of thing. I've not been allowed to let the facade down in 24 years. I'm probably more connected to my feelings than Amy is. In in our relationship, and I know you can relate to this, she's the one who's less likely to have an emotional breakdown. <laughs> oh, you know, absolutely. Nicola is the rock to which I attach my yeah. life. Without without that rock, I sink very quickly. It's good. I think everybody who's a bit neurotic mm. needs a robot in their lives. She's definitely not a robot. She's definitely a... And she also listens to this, Nick. So <laughs> I, not, to, I might not be talking about Nicola. To, <laughs> no, no, but I have to be very careful to... She's definitely not a robot. Um, maybe a cyborg? <laughs> so there's some human there. Um but I mean, it's R two D two. She's just like R two D two. For for me, although I tend to, it, it probably wouldn't be difficult to find someone as to find someone who kind of notionally believes in some of the same ideological principles as I do. Sure, but I wouldn't get on with them because I because they'd be a blowhard too. We have a mailing list at uh, tinyletter.com forward slash 2GM. Can we call it a personing list? No, it's, it's called a, a mailing list. Apparently a school in Canada, uh, there was uh, some faux um, outrage about this. Um, to make things uh, gender neutral, I've started using the, the gender neutral uh, domination Z. Instead of he or she, it's a Z. When you say faux, faux outrage... Mm. I I think I was one of the only people who got really pissed off about it in right. in the week, but I guess you're not having a dig at me. No, I'm not. No, I didn't see you getting outraged about this. We talked about it last week. I didn't think you you it would. Um, no, the story. Uh, I, I read um, I read four news stories on it when the story came oh, okay. out. Um, it yeah, you're absolutely right. There's a some uh, the Canadian schools. All of the Canadian schools are mm. doing that. They're introducing. Um, they're introducing Z. As far as I know, mm. they're introducing it as an option mm -hmm. for any students for whom mm. it, it would be appropriate to in, to be inclusive of those students. Mm -hmm. Now, regardless of regardless of whether one thinks that um, it's okay for schools to be introducing that mm. it's as far as i could tell from reading the story in four or five different sources all of whom seem to be going from the same information the same sort of press releases and stuff like that um the story was that the school board is introducing it as an option um it's zay it's xe isn't it That's yeah what said. um so you can be he or she or zay um, and a bit of discussion afterwards said, well, it's, I'm so, all for this, but like... That sounds a bit like Skatman Carruthers saying they. Hmm. 
I mean, and there, and it's 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 very specifically about the Canadian schools deciding on a term. I don't know if necessarily the trans community or anyone has has picked one particular term, but that's the one that they've decided on, and they're going to use it across the schools. As far as I can tell, there is nothing in the story that says they are replacing he and she mm. with Zay. But of the, f- I think it was actually four news outlets I saw running the same story. Two of them chose very prominently to suggest that's exactly what was happening. One of those was the BBC site. Mm-hmm. So the BBC headline, our BBC, that's mm. supposed to have some level of journalistic integrity, the headline suggested, well, it didn't suggest, it said that Canadian schools were replacing gender pronouns with a neutral mm. one. Um, there's nothing in the story that says that's what's happening, which which is what upset me about the story. It's very much whether you believe that it's a positive step that schools are doing that or not, and I kind of think it is. Yes, um, is irrelevant. The fact that our main organ, admittedly, it's it's a our main news organ. It's a lie that they have no mm. bias, but they're kind of supposed to at least pretend. That they would put a link baiting headline out yeah. like that is kind of was quite upsetting for me. No, it's wonderful. Inclusiveness should be celebrated. The article I read quite rightly pointed out though that there is already a word in the English language that does that job very nicely. You used it because one can talk about oneself in a completely gender neutral way. way. Yeah. But it one, can get awkward. It it sounds I think the arguments I heard against it uh, that I read against it were that it is very formal and it does sound almost lofty or posh Actually, you when someone thought, does it. You would have thought these these dreadful Randian utopians that 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 run our run our world at the moment would prefer one because it's all about the individual, isn't it? Mm. Oh, I'm really surprised now, especially those Canadians, because they're all into that sort of thing, aren't they? I think Rush being the uh, you think the they'd prefer? Uh, you think they'd be pretty cool about someone taking such a, an individual stance that they don't even want to be male or female? They don't even see themselves mm. as male or female. I know I'm one. Tinyletter.com forward slash two gm get weekly, although not always at the same time in the week, but weekly mail outs from us, which have information about that week's episode, but also some little extra bits of silliness, sometimes pictures, sometimes recipes, mostly just me either talking at length about my emotional state or uh, sometimes if I don't really feel a conversation, a particularly deep conversation has gone my way on the podcast because James doesn't really get involved with the mailing list as much as he could, I use that as an opportunity to to dominate the conversation that I haven't managed to win. I don't, podcast. I don't do right good either. And um, I've got a picture. I'll send you that picture of Scarlett doing a thumbs up by the A-Team van. Yeah, do that. I want to yeah. post that. And maybe um, her struggling to get on a pony because lol. You can listen to uh, any of our previous podcasts at 2gm.co or twogrownmen.net. Yeah. As well. There are full show notes and all of our previous episodes are up there for free. You can also listen to us on your podcatcher of choice. Be that iTunes, Pocket Casts, Stitch is a good one. I was looking at Stitch Love earlier Stitcher. on. Um, we also, all of our episodes are also up on SoundCloud. Uh, please do leave comments and rate and review us uh, anywhere that you see that option available. It's very good for uh, us in terms of personal validation, but it's also 
apparently very good for getting us put in front of other people. It occurs to me that I didn't at the beginning of that say that I was addressing the listener, so it probably just sounded like I was talking to you, James. Yeah, well, I've taken notes. It's fine. I'll do all of that stuff. This is textbook podcasting. It is. Uh, my mental state. Yes. This is because uh, on last week's podcast... You left a cliffhanger, Nick. I, it, it felt like a cliffhanger to you. <laughs> I was just being matter-of-fact. I This weekend was interesting. Uh, we were quite busy. I went for a burger at uh, for my friend's birthday at... I was going to say the name of it, but actually it was a bit greasy. I think it was like a gourmet burger place. Which one was it? Was it the one on London Road or the one in Portswood? One of the few places you can go in Portswood, but I think the one on uh. Portswood. Um, a, a little bit greasy. It was very nice, but very affected. Yeah. The the setup was very affected. The one on London Road's very good. Very deliberately distressed. Yeah. Which all of which I'd forgive. Uh, some of the food was lovely, but the burgers themselves. I don't understand why the brioche bun would be so oily. That well, there's a lot of butter in it. Well, I I I, I could have lived without that, but it's it's okay. It's fine. Um, it wouldn't be brioche without all the butter. And then, um, and then on Sunday, Amy took uh, Noah to a birthday party of a friend of hers that I also have met a couple of times um, to their birthday party and they were gone for most of the day and um, I just slept for about four or five hours no probably not that long about three or four hours I don't know a while and um, a couple of times during that sleep I woke up and thought wow it's Sunday daytime and um, and I'm just sleeping. I mean, okay, I must be tired, but I must also be a bit depressed. This is a bit depressing, isn't it? I must be really – nobody does this. This is like it's daylight outside. It's lovely. I, I know the dogs are downstairs. I could be downstairs cuddling the dogs or I could be walking them. That wouldn't be uh, my excuse for not walking them on Sunday. I did walk them on Saturday. My excuse for not walking them on Sunday was there was some event going on down at the common. But I didn't know that until later. All right. Okay. Um, so I was thinking, every now and then I'd wake up from my doze and think, this isn't normal though, this isn't right. And, oh, I've got a headache. Is that because I'm tired or because I've been sleeping during the day? And maybe I should get up and have a bath. That'll help because I'm a bit achy. And I went through this all. And then at about one o'clock in the afternoon, half one, I kind of woke up and thought, well, I'm, I'm clearly not going to get in the bath, but I should do something. I'll finish reading my book that I've been half reading on and off for about a year. Um, the the Man in the High Castle by Philip K. Dick. And I read that and I was a bit nonplussed by the ending, but I realised I wasn't very far from the ending. And I thought, I must be quite depressed because I couldn't even get up and go and have a bath. That's not good. And I feel a bit woozy. And at that point, I wasn't sure if I was woozy or depressed. Do you ever get mm. like that? Yes. Um, and I think I was woozy because I'd had too much sleep. So I got up, uh, went downstairs, thought, oh, I don't really want caffeine because I've got a bit of a headache. Maybe I'll just have some water had some water i feel great i actually feel really good and and continue to feel really good just i had a normal amount of sleep last night um i had too much sleep on sunday but i feel pretty good so you were dehydrated basically is what we're saying uh, but for a sustained well dehydrated and very tired for mm. a sustained period either that or or we watched the wolf on wall street on saturday night maybe that's what sorted me out i, I don't know up. Yeah, it's not amazing. Bit of naked capitalism, though. Yeah, sort of good for all that ails you. 
it's not amazing. All right. It's like Goodfellas, but if you took out all of the killing and put in lots of breasts, like more than even I'm really comfortable with, and um, and then sort of cut, it's basically a bunch of really well-made scenes mm. with lots of great performances, lots of really well-made scenes mm. with no connective tissue throughout it. Oh, wow. So you're kind of you don't the the scenes don't flow into each other very naturally there is an excellent scene though where uh, leonardo dicaprio i think blitzed off his face is on a boat that's about to capsize and i thought oh I wonder if we'll handle it better this time than they did on titanic because there was no need for him to die in titanic uh, yes there was pathos well i mean pathos and uh Paul aramis. And aramis yeah. a little callback to the other show we do a momcast for any listeners who don't know about that show at gmail took on them one yeah, so I mean, thanks for asking, James. I feel a bit better. Good. There was something else I wanted to. Um, there were a couple of things I wanted to talk about just quickly. First one, very very quickly. I am going to mention it in the mailing list. I've uh, I've realised that having really, uh, I don't know if it's something to do with the way my body works in particular, but I have noticed that um, the fact that I tend to have really big poos might be getting in the way of me having a healthier attitude towards food because quite often I'll uh, I'll I'll start to feel bad about my stomach about my gut but then the awareness of uh, of a recent very big poo that I had will make me think well, I mean, all that's going to go, though, isn't it? It's classic fat dude denial. I know. You're not, I don't you're know. not the only fat man in this room. No. That has suffered with the. Oh, I'll, I'll poo at least half of this gut yeah, away in the morning. It'll be fine, it's okay. But the yeah. problem is that most of the time it seems to happen. Yeah, I think the problem with me is it didn't happen. It was fat, and now I'm having to to exercise an awful lot to try and get a shot of it. I think the thing is that for every uh, every five or ten really big poos, you put on a tiny little bit of weight still in all the other areas that aren't your gut. So is your that- gut seems to be dealing with itself, but everything else. Why, why does that like sound like an alternate Newton's law? I don't know. For every meal, there's an equal and positive lard ring that you'll grow. If this was a TV show, yeah. across the bottom, it would say, not an actual nutritionist. Under <laughs> 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 what I'm saying. But you could pretty much say that under any of the TV nutritionists there are, probably. Or even nutritionists. Under nutritionists, shouldn't it say, not an actual doctor? Is that inappropriate? I worry about that Dr. Christian, um, who does the embarrassing bodies, because... I don't know what his backstory is, so it might be that he's like got Gwan and used to eat pies in bushes. But he's like he's got one of those overcompensate bodies. Yeah. He's like, in pretty good shape. His, that makes his head look far too small. I'm not even convinced he's a real Christian. I he might not be. He could what if he's one of those Muslims? <laughs> so, Fucking hell. So there are there are two other there are two other things. You've got an embarrassing body, quick put this hijab on. Uh I know someone who worked on that actually. What, the hijab? Uh, no, the program. Okay. And apparently, although this person was by no means cheerleading for it, he said that the reason we asked him a few times about mm. why would people go on it, aside from just being mm. like show-offs, which is a weird thing to say about that show. And, uh, and he pointed out that actually, though, one thing that you do get from going on the show, because it kind of goes around like a road show, is you do mm. end up, they they do actually end up putting you in touch with specialists and and getting you uh, getting you a proper uh, diagnosis and stuff like that, which oh, sounds it? ridiculous, but it can take like six months to a year to even 
be talking to the right sorts of people going through the normal proper health services, can't it? It can take or, a while to... Or, or not at all if that service is in the office next to the one that you work in and you don't want the people you work with to know what the issues that's also are that true. you're coping with at the moment. Uh, so uh, if there was a show called Embarrassing Head Cases... <laughs> Hi. <laughs> we'd both, Episode we'd both one, right here. Shit, that's a great name for a podcast. Embarrassing Head Cases, let's have that. <laughs> it might be a bit normative, I don't know. Um, so we had... We had a friend round, and I'm not going to say too much about this, but it, it, it made me it made me think there's a sort of an inverse snobbery because um, Amy and I are quite snobby about we're about to, very we're about to we're trying to buy a house, and we're trying to be very specific about the area because we've lived in between two students because you're snobby. Yeah, yeah, basically we've lived in between two student houses, and I've lived in some fairly dodgy areas down through time. And I feel like now, if I can afford to, I'd rather not as much as possible. I don't have a problem with the fact that people do. And I think that most of the things that we think of as people being scummy are actually about poverty or really weird, ingrained social issues or or whatever. Or just not understanding people that are different from you. No, you're talking about... You're talking about us. Mm. I am understanding people who are different from me. I understand that people people end up the way they are from a variety of different reasons. But I have lived in houses where, like, the police end up coming around quite a lot to ask us about our neighbours because they saw someone jumping over our fence. And I have lived in a house where a car got set fire to outside my house and started rolling towards yeah, my well, house. And I'd rather just, not live with that again. It's just people living, you know, some people have an unconventional attitude towards how they leave a garden and some people feel that cars should be on fire yeah oh actually the reason the policeman was chasing was chasing the person into our back yeah. garden was because uh, because that person had just slashed the policeman's tires while they were in a house oh they hate that house. yeah they don't like it when i was uh, when i was they're really a, picky police yeah are. Uh, when i was <laughs> When I was a boy, um, I had a friend who uh, seemed to be one of the key escape routes from Winchester Prison. Oh, nice. And on more than one occasion had a a, a, a felon uh, escape through their garden. That's – it's not – I mean, there's a level of me that kind of wants to say, well, but why can't you just live and let live? Criminals are people too. They are Why do really... you want to stop them going through your garden? Exactly. But at the same time – well, like, is that is that never locked the gate? <laughs> All right, okay. Um, he was ex-police, though, so he's very understanding. <laughs> so um, I'm really confused now, James. But my my situation welcome, in, in that in that um, my feeling in that conversation, and I haven't really left enough time, especially with your tendency to 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 derail me to really talk about this. It's only a matter of time before Nick sacks me. <laughs> Um, I don't think I can do that, can I? Yeah, then you can sack me from this one because it was your idea. Oh, shit. Can't sack me from the other one. It'd make the other one awkward, though, wouldn't it, to yeah. be fair? Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be funny, potentially. Um, Our best shows are when we're feeling tense, aren't they? But but there was a, a, a kind of a, a level of self-righteousness. We were being judged for not wanting to... Not wanting to spend like two hundred thousand pounds on a house that we wouldn't like enjoy living in. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's a key consideration, yeah. I think, isn't it? Um, quite aside from which, uh, this is literally the only – with the area we're talking about, this is literally the only person uh, who has uh, – and I won't mention the area because it's not as bad as Hedge End as far as I can tell. So, you know. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the, um, I mean, in terms of ideology, as far as I know, these mm. people don't vote. So it's uh, in oh, this well. area. So they're unlikely to vote for UKIP. So I don't want to call them out for that. Um but every other person I have talked to about this area says, yeah, they have a tendency to just throw cars, throw stones at cars that they don't recognize and like start fights with anyone they don't know who walks through there and stuff. Um, it's not being intolerant to not necessarily want to live right across the road from that sort of an area. I have lived near areas like that before. So there was that sort of – well, it's still snobbery. I was going to call it inverse snobbery. Um of someone kind of calling us out for and, not wanting to live there. And that's not fair as well because those sort of estates uh, is a little bit like the estate I grew up on when I was a kid. There were parts of the estate I lived on that were like that. And you can get away with living on those estates if you've always lived there. Yeah. It is really difficult to be an incomer on difficult estates. So you can be as snobby as you like, but you've got to be really committed to wanting to live there, to do it, because you are going to have to, there's going to be a period where you're the strangers and the newcomers and you're going to be targeted potentially for that, you know? It does happen. I saw it happen, you know? The person um, we were talking to doesn't live there either. It was worth noting. You surprised me. They live in a slightly nicer, nicer area. Uh, the, the other thing is that the one thing I've noticed about places like that when I've lived there is they do tend to be quite all of that good traditional stuff that we love so much where the boys are supposed to act like boys and the girls are supposed to act like girls and um, when boys act up it's just a little bit of fun and there's lots of footy and people beating each other up over stuff like that. I'd really rather know and not have to deal with that stuff as much as possible. I feel the same about Scarlet. Much as I enjoyed on a Friday night going to my bedroom window and watching the weekly argument that one of my neighbours would have that would involve kids coming running out of the house in tears and running down the road mm -hmm. and things being thrown, much as I enjoyed that, I'm not sure if it's necessarily something I want to put um, in uh, in Scarlet's way. So yeah. no, I totally understand you wanting to, to live in a, in a slightly, in inverted commas, nicer Let's live somewhere nice and work hard to make those places nicer, shall yeah, we? Yeah, I think we can do that. The other thing I just wanted to mention really briefly is I spent a bit of time on Reddit over the last couple of days. Uh, I, I, I have come to understand that um, trying to promote this show to the people that James and I know mm. is fun – and satisfying to the extent that we have lots of uh, really lovely listeners. Well, not lots of them, <laughs> let's be honest. But we have some really lovely listeners who we have met through our the one, comic the ones geekdom. The we do have are yeah. very nice. Yeah, uh, who we have met through our comic geekdom mm -hmm. and um, and through the other show. And and that's awesome. But we don't really know. There, there are whole wadges of people talking about parenting mm. and people talking about um, adulthood and stuff like that on the internet and we're not socialising in any of those places mm. so um, and after a little bit of searching for what does masculinity mean uh, what it, uh, a father's rights 
discussing that sort of stuff. Um, we're both dressed up as uh, Spider-Man as yeah, we record this. Masculinity and stuff. I realised that maybe... Purple powder at each other. Maybe that wasn't going to be the way to go because we don't necessarily <laughs> fit in with that. No. But there are whole sections on Reddit that are about parenting. There's a whole section on Reddit that's about parenting. So I was looking at that. And also, I wondered about going and looking at mothering groups. But the problem with some of those is they can be quite strident as well. Places like Mumsnet can be a little bit more... Um, aggressive and strident than maybe I, I we think, are. I, th- I think um, female. If we've got any female listeners that are very fond of our show, maybe that's a place they could go, Nicola, and and promote the show. But but so I thought I'd give. I, I thought I'd have a look at Reddit, and I'm going to have to be careful because it brings out uh, as bad as I am at mm. Nick explaining on on Twitter and Facebook. When something uh, um, grabs me, and I have noticed that as I've been feeling a little bit down recently, my the Is old this before you had a glass of water. Yeah, the old behaviours, the old behaviours from being on comic, uh, the Comics International board and places like mm. places like that, the old mailing lists in the late nineties, early noughties. Yeah, um, where a particular sort of I was never a troll. Um, but anyone who spent any time around me online can probably sort of see that I was that, that if someone if there was a discussion to be had, I would tend to write too much. Um, Reddit's kind of almost encourages that sort of behaviour, so I'm going to have to be very careful. Remove the uh, "Are you mad, bro?" Uh, button from your keyboard. It's fine. Is there a button? I, I'm assuming most trolls have a "Are you mad, bro?" button i should just uh, constantly typing it out i should just uh, if my because i type very fast which is where mm. a lot of this comes from i type pretty much as quickly as Maybe i speak and think or not as fast as i think but as fast as i speak so um so I, I i type maybe what i should do is if i get to the point where i have i find myself having written 500 words on a subject mm. i should just delete it all and use the acronym TLDW mm. uh, and then put just one sentence saying, I got really excited about this, but it was silly. TLDW stands for too long, didn't write. Or you could be like Bowie in the late 70s, early 80s, get those 500 words and then chop them up into uh, different structures. Or like William Burroughs. If you like. Yeah, maybe Is that, I should is that do where that. Bowie, I'm going to try and think of an earlier example of that. Like Chaucer, <laughs> I uh, I'm so tempted to to do that with one of these podcasts at some point. Oh, we should do that. That'd be brilliant. But not this one. No, it's time for us to go. Yes. T L D W. Tara. Bye bye. Had to have the last word, didn't I? Yes. the way of getting into our social circle the, ma- the mailing- good luck with that because it's very hard to get into my circle uh, t- tinyletter.com it's a tiny tight little puckered little circle it is yeah uh, 